Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 416. Looked. Living in Tarbine, I had seen healthy young men killed by ophalum withdrawal, and the mayor was neither young nor healthy. If he did die, who would be blamed? Certainly not Codicus, trusted advisor. Certainly not Stapes, beloved manservant. Me. They would blame me. His condition had worsened soon after I arrived. I didn't doubt Stapes would quickly bring to light the fact that I'd been spending time alone with the mare in his rooms. That I'd brewed him a pot of tea right before he had a very traumatic night. At best, I would look like a young dead nettle, at worst an assassin. Such was the turning of my thoughts as I made my way through the mayor's estate back to my rooms, pausing only to lean out one of the windows overlooking Severin Low and vomiting up a pint of cod liver oil. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I think this is what Quoth failed to consider. You know, we, we talked about how he acted quickly and without perhaps considering the whole picture. And this time he happens to be right. It's not that he is wrong and he acts uh, rashly. He is right and he acts rashly in that he doesn't stop to consider what would happen if he's wrong in this case, what it's going to look like. And very reasonably, everyone is going to blame him. I wonder now, thinking about this, why not include Stapes? Like, why not expand the circle of people who are aware that this is happening just so there's a bit more deniability because right now the only witness is the mayor and if he dies it's it's close word against all the very reasonable circumstantial evidence yeah i mean one wonders if that is not a deliberate question that rothfuss means for us to ask because quoth is very insistent that stapes not be brought into to like the little conspiracy he and the mayor have going on and the mayor is reluctant, but ultimately agrees to it. But I think you raise a good point. Like it actually might be safer for them if Stapes is in on it, because then he'll be able to, if something does go wrong, he'll be able to back up that like, no Quoth was like acting on the mayor's you know orders. Like this is what they thought. He didn't like kill him, kill him. But Quoth's over cautiousness, his love of secrets might actually make the the hypothetical the mayor dies situation worse for him. I feel like I jumped the gun in bringing up this exact question like a couple of pages ago. Like, wait a minute. If the mayor does die, as Quoth kind of ruminates about on like page 414, there's only one person that it's logical to blame in that scenario. Or at least there's one mm -hmm. very obvious candidate for having murdered him, and it's not Codicus. Yeah. Just for... Um... For the sake of fairness, it isn't Quoth who is lobbying to keep Stapes out. It's the mayor. And like, uh, he does uh, it rather uh, thoughtlessly. Uh, uh, no, Quoth says we shouldn't make, we shouldn't bring Stapes into this. The mayor says, I won't hear you ever imply that I can't trust Stapes. He's been loyal to me for years and years. And then when Stapes comes into the room, the mayor changes his mind. And afterwards, Quoth is like, why did you change your mind? And the mayor's like, because he's a bad liar. I, all right. You're very right. But you weren't here for the recording of those pages, so I think it's understandable. No, I'm, I'm just flipping through and I and I see. It's almost like in this, I mean, I don't want to re reanalyze something you've already looked at, but it, it doesn't seem to me like the mayor is 
I think the mayor maybe even agrees to keep it close to his chest, like Quoth suggested. He just doesn't want it suggested that Stapes isn't trustworthy. Yeah, maybe. That's more meaningful to him than than, like expanding the, the conspiracy. Anyway, one wonders, it would have been a simple thing to bring in somebody else, somebody trustworthy, even like Dagon, you know, someone that the mayor trusts just so that it's a bit more. So this is, I think, an example of Quoth, Quoth's tragic flaw, but sort of working in the opposite way. Instead of thinking he's right and not considering what happens if he's wrong. Well, I mean, I guess that is what he does every time, actually. It's yeah, just different it's... now because he isn't wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, fair. I guess this is, it's a, it's a show of his growth. Like he isn't wrong, but he's finally starting to question whether or not he's right. Yeah, it's yeah. progress, because he's not asking these questions before he commits to the course of action, but he is at least thinking about it. Yeah, he's asking them eventually. It's also a nice reversal, like the very last line of the chapter, uh, because on the previous couple of pages, he like totally owns the mayor by drinking the entire pint of cod liver oil, or so we thought, but of course he can only keep it down for so long, because it's exactly as gross as the mayor thought it would be. But Quoth just needs him to, like, nut up and do it. That's right. It's all still theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sort of surprised that... Okay, two things, actually. One is that a pint is a lot. Like, if I think of a, a pint, pint of a beer, lot. that's a lot. That seems like an unreasonable amount of cod liver oil to be required to consume. Just, like, in general, that seems like an unreasonable amount of, of something um, to require to consume that is, like viscous that way it's true not in a sitting but like the mayor's not wrong that it's gross and very very hard to do i think the idea is that this is what's going to leach out the uh the lead or at least it's going to help replenish his missing vitamins uh he's going to need a lot of it quoth is not asking the mayor to drink it all at once though he is asking him to drink it like a sip at a time over the course of a few days yes but what I was thinking initially before really considering how large a pint actually is, is that like once it's down, why would he vomit it up? Because it's gross. It's making him feel gross. Have you ever drunk a pint of oil? <laughs> I mean, no, but I feel like once it's in you, like unless there's like, what would trigger your gag reflex? Like, It's not triggering already, his gag already... reflex. It's like his tummy's upset. Does oil often upset your tummy? I once drank a bottle of <laughs> I once drank a bottle of vinegar on a dare, and let me tell you, I was sick for a day. But I mean, like vinegar is different than oil. Like oil coats your stomach in a in a layer. Like I, I can't see it having that that effect. Well, you know what? It's time for the Page of the Wind Science Hour, Jordana. Go pour yourself a nice, refreshing pint glass of oil. I will if I had the money I to accept... just like throw away a pint of oil, I would totally do it. But I'm not doing that because I don't have any of that really cheap oil. And I'm do you think okay, Jordan? Do you think that it might make you sick? Do you think that you might throw it up because it's? Gross? I don't think I would. I honestly don't think I would. Well, okay, I think it would Jordana, be to prove we it can, otherwise. We can build a podcast, okay? We can build a podcast. We'll get you a nice bottle of cod liver oil. You pour yourself a pint of it. And you drink it down and see how you feel. My point is that I think it would be really difficult to drink the whole thing. I don't think it would be difficult to keep it down once I drunk it. You've never uh, eaten food changing that... Changing your tune. No, no. This You've is ne- what I've been saying from the start. My point is that Quoth <laughs> drank the whole thing. Why aren't you right. vomiting And my point now? is that often you will eat something that is gross. You'll be able to choke it down just fine. And then a few minutes later, your stomach will rebel. I mean, I have seen that, that happen on TV 
in, in like sitcoms, but like I've never actually heard of it happening in reality. Jordana, let me tell you right now that it happened to me <laughs> and it took a lot less than a pint of oil to do it. Fine. Yeah, Jordana, this is a weird thing for you to take a hard line on. Like, I'm sorry, I try to be supportive, but like, of all the things that you would put your foot down and say, no, this is what I can't believe. Uh, I did not expect it to be this. It just seems really weird. I will gladly build a podcast. If you want to try this. I will totally do it. We should make it, we should make it like a, like a live stream or something. Buy me the oil. I will 100% try and drink a pint of it. This is the Cauticus challenge. This is going to be the new TikTok trend. <laughs> so gross. I don't know. Is that is that good for you? Like I know cod liver oil is good for you, but I don't know if a pint of it is. I don't want to hurt I myself. I don't think a pint of oil under any circumstances is good for you. Au contraire. <laughs> if one teaspoon every couple of hours is good for you, then a pint all okay, at once must we don't be great know, for you. We don't know that a teaspoon every couple of hours is good for you. That's just something they're recommending in the book. I don't think it's like an actual medical treatment. Jordana, you should always believe everything you read in books <laughs> but and also and also jordana as as we discussed last week or several days ago depending on when you're listening to this podcast it is a, a notable like known as a good source of vitamins and good for treating things like arthritis and dementia cod liver oil has known health benefits this is All a right. fact it's not i mean i might call my doctor's office hokum. and just be like hey i'm gonna do this as a cool first but uh <laughs> but that yeah, is the okay. coward's way out jordana You'll never be a TikTok influencer this way. <laughs> I will do it as long as it is safe to do. The whole point is that we don't know if it's safe to do or not. It's no fun if you know that ahead of time. I mean, I don't... No, right. that's... Ah. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, tune in on our next stream to see Jordana do the Codicus Challenge. That's right. We have a letter today. Don't we have any other notes on this page, though? I, I do not. Do you? Yes, you do. You sure, Jordana? I do. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's the end of a chapter. <laughs> I was too distracted. I'm sorry. Thinking about that sweet, sweet oil. We sort of already talked about the chapter title being dead nettle and like how dead nettle is like a real plant in the real world and how that's kind of it is? cool for the... What? Yeah. Dead nettle is a real plant? That is correct. It is. It is a, it's a real like herb that has medicinal qualities. Wow. It has like a color in front of it. I think it's like red dead nettle. Lamium purpurium is called. Lamium purpurium, known as red dead nettle or red dead redemption. Note. (laughs) (laughs) Love to, love to. I definitely talked about this like two episodes ago. (laughs) I must have been absent that day. I mean, maybe absent-minded. Well, I'm glad that we can agree that it has exactly two meanings. The literal plant of dead nettle and the name of the character in the play that Quoth describes on the previous page. Yes, pretty cut and dry. The best kind of chapter title. (laughs) Nick, you said you had a letter. Yes, our letter reads thusly. This is from uh, Daniel, who I will refer to as the devil and Daniel for reasons that uh, he and I will know and chuckle about. The devil and Daniel writes on page 347, chronicler slash quoth timeline question. Hi, Nick, Jordana, and Jeremy. First, thank you for the Page of the Wind podcast. It's excellent. Having recently discovered your podcast, I'm still working my way through the many episodes, and so I apologize if this has already been covered. In episode slash page 347, Manuel wrote in to discuss the hypothesis that mating habits of the common Dracus had not been written by the time Quoth attended the university. This is an interesting theory. 
Similar to Jordana in most discussions, I'm on the fence and think it could go either way. While I don't have a position regarding the veracity of this hypothesis, I did want to discuss the issue of the Chronicler slash Quoth timeline, which, like Nick, I also take issue with. Throughout the books, Quoth makes reference to having read Mating Habits of the Common Dracus when he attended the university. Explicitly, if true, this means that Lokis wrote the book before Quoth attended the university. Implicitly, I believe many of us take this to mean Lokis attended the university prior to Quoth. However, Chronicler says in a few sections, if I remember correctly, he heard about Quoth when he attended the university. One example I found is at the start of chapter 46, interlude a bit of fiddle. When Chronicler asks Quoth about the trial in Imra, Quoth says, that's it, Quoth said. Not much to it, really. Chronicler, but that's the first story I ever heard about you when I came to the university, Chronicler protested. I can interpret this one of two ways. Number one, Chronicler attended the university after Quoth, or two, Chronicler visited the university after Quoth and after Chronicler himself was a student. While I don't have an answer, this and other inconsistencies in the Quoth Chronicler timeline have always given me pause and caused me to question the timeline. There's another exchange I found in chapter 129 that made me question it, but this email has been long enough and then some without getting into it. Sorry for that. Brevity has never been one of my strengths. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Keep up the great work. Best regards, Daniel. Hmm. Yeah, for me, that whole thing hinges on the word came because he never says when I attended the university as a student. He says when I came to the university which to me just implies that he is visiting the way one sometimes visits one's alma mater especially if one is like basically a traveling scholar i i would assume that he kind of pops back into the university from time to time to see how many people have read his book and so on a while ago i like timed it out and it made sense that chronicler would have been at the university at that point though like with a like an estimation of their age ranges but I don't have it in front of me, so I cannot reference it properly. But it's on an episode somewhere in our past. I should write it down. (laughs) It's okay. I, for one, am always in favor of timeline skullduggery. I will be very gratified if there is some sort of time loop going on, and I am always in favor of of evidence pointing to that. However, it is entirely possible this is just an oversight on the part of the author, which I don't care to countenance, but we can't discount it. Rothfuss, if you're listening, write in and clarify this for us. Oh my god, that would be so crazy. If you have a t- take on the timeline, why don't you write in? You can do that at pageofthewind.gmail.com. I have a take on the timeline. Oh? You're thinking about it too much. Classic blunder. <laughs> I have a take on the timeline of this episode, and that's that it's already too long, and we should go. Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs>